This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Tuesday, it's the 29th of August 2023, and today it's all about you and your feedback. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? Glorious, sir. Glorious. I had a lie-in today. I am feeling great. Oh, so you've been doing nothing then? I have. No work? Yes. No, no, no. Absolutely nothing today. I didn't get up till 9 a.m. For me, that's immense. That is... Can I be, can I be honest? I'm excited yeah. the same. I I, I, I did have a lie-in today. What's oh. going on? Have we got into the holiday spirit again? We're working people. Now, I'm a working girl. Holiday. <laughs> Hang on, that's not I, right. I would rephrase that. <laughs> I, I've never seen that movie and it was, it was a song or something the other day that was playing and someone said oh that's a great hit it was Lady in Red by Chris DeBar oh, Lady in I Red of course I hate that song oh it's a great song it's all about a woman who's in debt and it's very good ah uh, thank you and <laughs> I thought I had to explain that there um <laughs> You did. But yeah, that, apparently it was one of his quiz shows, right? And it said, what movie was this from? And I'm thinking, Lady in Red. And it was from Working Girl. And I realised I didn't know that because I'd never seen the movie. I've never um, even heard of it. So have you uh, not? we're in the same boat. There's loads I, of I mean, great actors in it. There's um, him that was in The Thing, and then there's her that was in that other thing, and then there's ah, another yeah. woman. Well done. It sounds great. I'll get straight <laughs> on it. <laughs> anyway, we're not getting sidetracked today. Oh, no. We're not we getting did. sidetracked today, even though we already have. Uh, but we are uh, going to dive straight into the inbox because I want to pick up on a couple of um, emails we got. Let's just say not happy about oh. us being away. We're going to start with Camille. This was sent in before we went on holiday at the end of, uh, not last week, but the week before. The week of August the 21st will not be fun. I totally agree with Stephen. This is a disgrace. Lol. I will suffer mentally like a former smoker craves for cigarettes. <laughs> Lol. But I suppose with time I will get over it. On the issue of taxi drivers demanding cash and pretending that the credit card machine is malfunctioning, well, this is what I have been told. First, the credit card companies charge a fee and the drivers have to wait usually a couple of days before the credit card companies reimburse them. I had drivers accepting less in cash rather than having me pay using my credit card. Have a nice week off, you two. Camille. That sounds like you go over it pretty quick. Um, but yeah, the... <laughs> Thanks, Camille. Uh, yeah, I must admit the, that whole... That was what you were talking about, was the issue with the taxi cards and, you know, you get in and it's... The, oh, the card machine's not working. The card machine's not working. Yeah, cash only, cash only. You've got to go to the cash machine. No, I will not. <sighs> um, I don't even have a, a cash card anymore. Everything is done through my phone. Um, yeah, that's no, right. you're ab- absolutely right, Camille. And it is somewhat of a disgrace because not only do the credit card companies charge them for using uh, debit cards, but also the actual taxi company, in my case, this could be you know very specific, but in my case, charge the drivers for each transaction on top. And I've actually complained to the taxi company themselves because they say, oh, no, they can't accept it. But if they're charging them as well, there's no incentive. Mm. And it's all about the convenience to the customers, surely. And I've even said, you know what? If I'm using a card, charge me more and I will cover the cost myself because I'm quite happy to pay for that convenience. I don't have cash. I hate carrying cash. I haven't carried any cash at all, as you know, Stephen, when it comes to paying for anything. Oh, I know. For for about six years, I never carry cash. It's just so much more easier, convenient to pay with, you know, Apple Pay or whatever, contactless back in the day. So, um, yeah, you, you are absolutely right, Camille, but I'm quite happy to pay that extra to cover surcharges for that. He's also happy for me to pay it as well, just so you know. Uh, yes, but, but Sean's the kind of guy who will carry a laptop in his pocket. But, you know, he is known as Where's My Wallet, Sean Priest. Um, yeah, because it's never in there. It's never in, that, never in that jacket. No need for it. Uh, thank you, Camille, for that. Uh, David was also rather unhappy that we were off. Sorry, but I must complain. Since you've gone to Canada, the podcast keeps disappearing and I'm getting less and less of you. Canada seems to have so many more bank holidays than us. And now they decided to put us on a week's holiday. Why? I do not understand why we have no podcast this week. Bring back Blind Guy Talks Tech. Oof. Dave. Oh, dear. <laughs> I think it's that bad. <laughs> Surely they're not that bad. We have to do that. Uh, no, that, I think, I, so Dave, Dave, come, come close. Come close, Dave. I've got a secret to tell you, right? 
this this was and is what that was, if you get what I mean, right? Does that make sense? It's evolved. It's, it's evolved. It's transformed, yes. We've become it's... double tap every day. Yes. Uh, can I just say, we did record a special podcast, uh, especially to, to give yep. a, a little yep. gift, a little nod to our <laughs> loyal listeners, our lovely loyal listeners. We recorded a yeah, just a quick hello and sorry we're away and everything. And it was beautiful. I thought so. It choked me up when I listened to it. Yeah. Um, what happened to that, Stephen? Did uh, that... I, th- I think it got lost in the post. I think someone forgot. I, to, I don't know uh, what you're talking to send about. That in. Unbelievable! It was it was <sighs> heartfelt. It was. It may tender. have been Wednesday when I remembered, and then thought <laughs> it's a bit late now. Uh, yeah, we did. We recorded a beautiful, uh, emotional tribute to you, yes. and we forgot to put it in to the yeah. podcast. Well, well, you say we. I mean, you know. well, you know, look, you're part of this or you're not, right? You're, you're either part of the team. Wow. There's no iron team. <laughs> that turned around. <laughs> I can quiet. always find a way of turning that camera back to you, my friend. Don't you worry. <laughs> that spotlight is coming back your way. Um, well, look, I, I have to say at this point, uh, and this is something rather unprecedented here at Double Tap. Um, I don't quite know how to say this, but uh, we do have a special announcement that I've been asked to broadcast here on Double Tap today. Uh, This is the special announcement. And now a word from our station manager. Hello, Sean and Stephen. It's me, Mr. F. Mr. F. After hearing you whining about being bored last week, I do want to apologize for offering you some time off. But more importantly, I want to apologize to our listeners for the sheer amount of words your newly arrested mouths spoke over 52 minutes on Monday. (laughs) It was quite epic. Granted, some of them made sense, Mm. and I think some of them were about tech. Ding! Anyway, you have my word. I promise you, I will never give you a week off again. What? Thank you. What? Mr. F. Yeah. Hey, has my limo arrived yet? I don't want to be late for lunch. He's so demanding. So demanding that guy. I'm so scared right now. There you have it. (laughs) The voice of Mr. F. Oh, I think we may have shot ourselves in the foot there, Stephen Scott. I don't remember saying anything about never wanting a holiday again. I think that no, was I the don't. listener said that. I, I don't remember me saying that. No, I never said that. I know no. I know for a fact. And there's no way to check that, obviously. No, there's absolutely no way you could ever go back. And, you know, the, the, the rate we can... Uh, we, I should say, of course, we have absolutely no control over anything here at AMI. And that's deliberate because we would break it. Um, and, and so they don't let us anyone near the systems or anything else. That's why the podcasts, they, they actually turn up every day. Um, exactly. Because, because we've we nothing involved. to do with it. Uh, and when we have, it goes missing. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The one time, the one time they said, hey, would you like to do it? And I said, uh, yeah, sure, let's do it. And we forgot. But yes, lovely to hear from you, Mr. F. Thank you very much for that. Uh, nice to hear you up so early. It's unusual. Mm. And yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for that. We will uh, look forward to never being on holiday again. God bless you, Mr. F. (sighs) Okay, look, can we talk about some tech? Because, you know, I'm getting sick of this nonsense. You better add. Um, (laughs) uh, I want to talk about driverless buses. Wow, okay. (laughs) I haven't got one. Next. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a driverless bus, feedback. (laughs) Here's one line around somewhere in your street. Let us know. So there's robots, you see. You know these robots, the parcel robots? And people just seem to take lots of video of them being absolutely abused on the streets, getting kicked over, beaten. What? Sorry, are you living in the future? What parcel robots? These little parcels. I don't know what they're for, what they do, but the tiny the parcels. little... The, the little parcel robots, and they, they go do-do-do-do around the, the, the streets of... Is you this know, a dream towns. you had? No, where, it's where, a video on the interweb. Ah, You'll find okay. it on the internet. Do you, have you ever been on there, by the way? It is disgusting. <laughs> wow, I don't know where to go with this. Can we move on? So but these parsley robots, yes. Parsley robots. And anyway, the whole thing is that they're, they're always being destroyed by people. You know, forced open, the parcels are being stolen, people are knocking them on their sides. They're clearly not fit for purpose yet, right? They've oh, not figured out a way Scotland. of... Yeah. Yes. I'm with you now. <laughs> That's right. Delivering haggis to the good people <laughs> and freshly made kilts. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway... Uh, not driverless uh, parcel buggies, but actually driverless buses uh, today. I want to mention this because our Tim Dixon, you know Tim, remember Tim? He's the reason that everyone's buying a mini guide. 
He is, yes, absolutely. Our <laughs> roving reporter, yes. He's the reason why the guy who sells the mini-guide is uh, frantically <laughs> on the phone to the stockist <laughs> saying, please, can we have more? Lots of people want this thing. Uh, well, Tim got in touch because he's been doing a bit of a, a bit of travel. Uh, and actually, I got a chance to meet with Tim. Yes, we met. Uh, I believe they call it a personal appearance uh, by Tim. Wow, and that's uh, amazing. Where, yeah. where did you meet, Stephen? Uh, <clears throat> uh, well, let's just say... A uh, beautiful, I have to say, a wonderful chicken restaurant. Ah, there's a surprise. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we met at KFC, Uh, obviously. The the meeting place of champions. Yes, Uh, top business goes on Sitting there while school children are eating their lunch, throwing chips at each other, um, and, you know, people shouting at each other, and terrible music playing. But then Ah, the food was okay, and the company was fantastic. Oh, good. So yeah, okay, but a really nice time on. catching up with Tim. And uh, yeah, it was nice. He was he was travelling through Scotland and he asked if we would like to meet and I said I'd love to. He asked if you would like to meet. You said no. Fair enough. Um, and I, then, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, I, I, well, I asked and you said, no, I don't want to be there. So I said, fine. I, that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Sorry, Tim. Didn't happen. I've got, I've got a big pot here and I'm just stirring it, stirring it lovely. <laughs> uh, but anyway, during his travels through uh, the east coast of Scotland, and there is a trial ongoing at the moment of driverless buses, right? So these buses drive across the world-renowned Forth Road Bridge. They go back and forward on this. And uh, I mean, they don't just drive along the bridge and then turn back and drive up the bridge again. They actually do have a purpose uh, in taking people from one part of the city to another part of another town. And this is a trial that's been ongoing now for a while. And Tim got the chance to get on the bus. I will warn you, this audio is pretty loud uh, because these buses are a lot louder than I thought they would be. This is Tim on board the bus in Edinburgh. I'm just travelling on the stagecoach autonomous bus in Edinburgh. Um, I must say it's fantastic. Uh, apart from being just like any normal bus, um, there's two two people on board, both capable of driving. One coming on and making sure we've got tickets and that, and making sure that any of our questions are answered. And um, then it's just like any normal journey, except you can. Well, I can't see, but I'm told that the driver doesn't have his hands on the steering wheel. Um, this is a, a trial at the minute, it's expanding a bit more in September and it will continue to have people on board. Super exciting. Um, on the bus there's some extras, like in the back of each seat there's a wireless charger plus a USB port plus a stop button that has Braille S on it for stop. So as a blind traveller not only can you feel where the stop button is and not need to stretch and clout other people, um, you can also charge your, your phone in a nice convenient area and have a space for a USB-A port as well. So that's uh, Tim Dixon from the Autonomous Bus. Thank you. Uh, Tim Dixon there on board the driverless 747. Oh, uh, sounded like it. It is the loudest bus I've ever had in my life. That didn't I, sound I, electric to me. Well, I said that I asked him about this. I said, "So, this is an electric bus because I think there's something wrong with it if there is." And he said, "No, they're not using electric buses for these particular um, trials. They're using a regular bus, but it's fitted with loads and loads of lidar sensors, basically. And uh, I, mean, hmm. I, I would imagine some kind of computer in there as well." Yeah, well done. <laughs> Deep that's, into that's the tech, tech angle. Tick. <laughs> I, I, how do you feel about driverless buses? It, it's it's strange for me um, because we've been talking about driverless cars now for the longest time. And, mm. you know, how much of an impact it's going to have on our lives and how much it would free us up. I get it, but I, I, I don't know. It's a bit like the ten, uh, ten, the last 10 yards problem, right? GPS can get you to... A building, but how do you get in that building? It's finding that entrance. You know, it's those little, those last minute things. I got the same sort of feeling with this. A driverless bus sounds fine, but there's no. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm kind of missing the human element to it. The help that you could possibly get that you may need that you won't be able to get otherwise. Now, at the moment during the trials, there is a driver on board, but I'm guessing if this does take off and it's getting implemented. Crush. 
Is it? Well, yeah. <laughs> but he's still there for any problems. I, I don't know. I, I suppose I don't, I'm lacking the confidence in this driverless technology from a what if something goes wrong point of view. Well, like it takes a left off the bridge. Well, it's not just going up and down the bridge, like you said. <laughs> so, I mean, after that, if it... I mean, I, there's a local bus that goes around here and you need to put your hand out for it to stop. There's yeah. no bus stops. It just trundles around and around in a circle and you stand there and it'll stop wherever, wherever you are. You put your hand I've been stood there waiting across and it stopped in front of me. Like, no, 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 thanks. I've just got my cane out. Um, but that's the sort of thing I'm thinking about. I mean, you've got to go to a specific place. It will always stop in the same place. So you go there. And what if you can't get there at some point? You know, you're just sort of losing that. It sounds a bit strict and rigid to me. That's a bit like you've got trams in Manchester, haven't you? And it's we just, do. I guess yes. a similar thing there. I, I, well, I am well, freaked out by trams because if you've never experienced a tram, and most people, I, I, a lot of cities do have them around the world. Um, the city I grew up in, Glasgow, used to have them. Then they tore the whole thing out for whatever reason. Someone thought that was a smart idea. But actually, yes. if I'm honest, I, I never really, I, I don't like the idea of, especially with a tram, being in the middle of the road. And you've got, finding my way to the bit that I'm supposed to get the tram yes, just confuses me entirely. Yes. And I'm probably going to be more likely to be hit by a tram than ever get on one. Uh, no, it, it, uh, I find them actually terrifying because half the time you need to cross two lines to get to a platform. Yes, that's right. And there's no, yeah. absolutely no, I'm just feeling for that that tram line in the middle of the road. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's scary. But actually, that's a good point because if you're walking up to a platform and a tram is coming in, the tram driver actually sees you've got a, a, a white stick and he will wait a bit longer and see if you get mm. on. And that's the sort of human element I'm thinking, well, that's going to go, right? I, I'm, I'm not trying to down it and say, you know, this is... You know, no, do you know, I, I like this. I like what you're saying here because I must admit, you tend to get wrapped up in the technology of the bus and the driverless side of it. And, you know, you think, oh, this is great. And, and I must admit, part of me feels this is kind of technology that's outdated before it even starts. I, th I thought the whole point of this driverless technology wasn't for there to be things like buses. It would be that there could be individual vehicles that people could go places in, which, you know, a, a driverless pod or whatever could turn up at your front door. You get in it. It takes you to your destination. Yeah, okay, you may still have the 10 yards problem, but, you know, there's maybe ways around that or whatever, but it, it, you, at least you're being taken to the destination, whereas this isn't a 10 yards problem. This could be a 100 yards problem because you could be dropped off at a stop where you've no idea where you're going next. Now, okay, granted, there's GPS and there's ways and we should all, you know, learn our orientation and yeah, ability to find our way to places. So, I, you know, and we've lived like that for long enough. So really nothing's changed in that regard. But what you're saying is, it's the actual help on board with the driver, having the knowledge that someone who's disabled is getting on, someone who's older, might be taking the time to get on, you know, on this bus deciding, right, it's time to go, and off it goes. No, it, it's a bit like... You know, you need that human element. Uh, there's a big discussion going on over here about staff being removed from ticket offices and ticket mm. offices at train stations being closed down because, you know, a lot of people can just buy tickets through the app, you know, so a lot of people don't need that. And it, so they're talking about getting rid of those members of staff. But then I, I remember I've been on a few stations that have been unmanned and it's a scary place to be when you don't know where you're going and, you know, and you've got to rely that there's going to be a passenger there that's willing to help you. It's not always the case. So I'm just saying the member of staff is, is so important to be there as well. I, I, I don't know where this is going, basically. I think you're right, though. It's, it, what the dream is, the holy grail, is the sort of Uber for all. Right, where it's just a fleet constantly. No one mm. needs to own a car personally. You know, it's just a constant fleet of self-driving cars that you can summon at any time and get on. Uh, I haven't got a problem with that at all um, because I would hope that accessibility would be thought about from the off. So, you know, when it pulls up, you can press a button that it would beep and you could find it or the door would open or something like that so you can actually find it yourself. But um, I don't think we're anywhere close to that yet. And you've got to factor in the human aspect as well. So there's people around you, someone who might want to try and jump that cab before you and you know, what happens if, if that happens? You know, can they do that? Is it is it biometric? Do we run on a biometric basis where you yeah. have to fingerprint to get into the car? Uh, does it use some kind of face ID? I mean, there's lots of potential for this. I think what, what my feeling is with all this technology, 
is it's all great in its individual components. It just needs to join up. So I think about, for example, you know, think, you know, let's say, for example, uh, LIDAR is a great example of this. So LIDAR, take something like OpenScape, take something like mapping, and then put all that together. And that's your last 10 yards problem potentially solved because it can see the door, it knows the location, it knows where you're trying to get to. So if I say I'm going to the RBC bank, then on Yonge Street, for example, and I say, okay, great, that's me, I'm going there, then I will you know, be able to get out the cab or out the bus and navigate to it, and then the LIDAR gets me to the door. It's like the, the it's the joined-up thinking that's just not there yet. There's, there's not the intelligence. And, and we keep going on about AI and, and intelligence, but the intelligence is just as far as ask and answer a question. It needs to somehow be able to think ahead a little bit and say, well, based on the fact he's going here, he'll want to, I guess, walk in the front door. So yes. let's show him where the front door is next. Let's, you know, let's beep to the location and now let us beep to the door. And it could do that with a combination of of these technologies. And I think we'll get there in a few years. But it feels like we've been talking about this for about 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it does feel like the, the technology, self-driving technology has definitely proven itself. The amount of driving miles that you know, all these companies have done are in the millions, hundreds of millions, um, with very few incident, incidents and accidents. Um, so I think that the technology itself has proved itself, but it is in the details when it comes to people with disabilities like us. You know, there are more to think about than, okay, so the car can drive itself from A to B. But there's more than that. It's how do we actually find that? Like, I've had ordered Ubers where, you know, or actually not an Uber because they always cancel on me. I've ordered a taxi through an app and it's I'm just around the corner. Well, that might as well be a million miles away from yeah. me because I'm never going to find you, right? But I've got the option to talk to the driver. Now, if you take away the driver and it's driverless, you know, there does need to be a feature there where I can actually find where you are because it's, unless it's right in front of my feet, I'm not finding you. Yeah, absolutely. I still have that problem at my front door. You know, I come out of the house and maybe there's three or four cars parked and what's worse is when two oh. cars are running at the same time. Yeah, I know. I've got in so many cars that aren't taxis. Taxi roulette. I love <laughs> it. Which one's it going to be? Who's going to shout at me for you know getting into the car? It's why I always leave my house. I don't have to leave my house with my cane because I know my way up to the top of the driveway. I oh, know absolutely. where I am. Yeah. But I, and I can shuffle to the, the curb and I'm fine there. So I don't really need the cane for that. But I do it for the simple reason that then they will see me. Or at least they will understand. I, I did laugh one day because I got out, I got into the car, and the guy says to me, "Because I, I, I got to come out of the house, lock the door, walk up the drive, got my cane, and I get into the car." And the guy said, "Oh, I didn't think you'd need any help because you managed to find the car." And I said, "Can I explain to you how I did that, just so you know?" Yeah. I said, "Your engine was running. You're the only car in the street, I think, that's got its engine running. So, and I'm I'm very quiet street, so you know you really notice a car when it's when it's running, and um." I could sense, I was sensing where the engine was, basing that on the fact that I wanted to head to the back of the car and then oh, use yeah. the back of my hand to trail to the door. And when I explained all that to him, he said, that's quite a lot of thinking. And I said, yeah, if you could just get out of the car, that would have been a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> Don't assume, right? Don't assume. Just, yes. you know, there's, there's often a sense of, again, it's that thing of if you show any capability as a blind person, they don't believe you're blind. Yeah, which is so ridiculous. It's so Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Uh, Okay, look, thank you for that, Tim. Thank you for sending that in. I hope you're still enjoying your travels through Scotland and through the north of England. I hope you're having a wonderful time. We hope to get Tim back on soon. He's got lots going on and uh, lots of stuff I want to hear from him. So uh, he's also, I think, uh, spending way too much money because of us. So, you know, it works in both ways, right? You took him to KFC. Well, I bought the KFC. (laughs) Oh, did you? I did. With your loyalty card. (laughs) That's right, with my points. Of which I've saved up many. Uh, Many chicken points I have. Uh, I think you save them as bones. I think that's the deal. Oh, that's clever. It's not points, it's bones. (laughs) Chicken bones. Chicken bones. I have 5,000 bones I'd like to spend here. That was Uh, our idea, in case they start using it. uh, Yes, exactly. Uh, Should we talk about Barbie? Oh, again, yes. Uh So Eric got in touch following my comments about disability Barbie. Hola, Double Tappers. Love the show. I look forward for the podcast every day. Thank you, Laura, for your help. I was just listening to the show for Friday the 11th, and Stephen mentioned there is no wheelchair Barbie. That information is very old. Currently, there are about five models of wheelchair Barbies. They're not the original Barbie, but there is a new version of Barbie called Made to Move. They have a generic face. 
These models are an Anglo woman with red hair, an Anglo woman with blonde hair. There is an Asian doll on a wheelchair, a Chelsea doll, pre-teen, and there is a black woman with Afro hair. They're all in wheelchairs and they have a ramp that comes with the package. Some three years back, they came with a Barbie Cancer, which is a completely bald-headed Barbie with no hair and no little dots on the plastic. There is no blind Barbie doll, but in a series called Inspiring Women made by Barbie, they have a Helen Keller doll, which was made with assistance of the Braille Institute, if I'm not mistaken, here in the States. It comes with a little Braille book. I haven't purchased yet, so I cannot tell you the details, but what I know is it has a dress with an outfit from the 1800s, around the time when she was alive. I don't know if the eyes are closed or not. How can you really represent blindness on a doll? Also, I just went into Amazon a couple of minutes ago and they came up with a Barbie with a hearing aid behind the ear. There is also a Barbie with vitiligo, skin pigmentation problem. They also have two models of dolls with prosthetic legs and a little Chelsea preteen doll that has a back brace for scoliosis. I love all the shows that you guys make and if you could recommend a good tech show... <laughs> God bless Mr. F. P.S. Sorry for all the spelling and grammar problems. I'm not very good at it in English. Eric in sunny Southern California. Oh, Eric, you're doing fine. Um, trust me, if if you know, if you can write an email to us, you're doing fine. Don't worry about don't worry about spelling and grammar. No, all right. We don't care about all that. that. She's an expert. I'd given up on that. It feels like. I mean, my, honestly, <laughs> I was typing out the other day, and I'm thinking I, I spent like I think almost. 10, well, not 10 minutes, but maybe five minutes on the word receipt, going back and forward, thinking, is that oh, right? Is that right? I before E, I before E, after C, except that rule doesn't work anymore. You're yeah. over 50. Yes. Um, so you were wrong, Stephen Scott. There seems to be a plethora of disabled Barbies out there. Yeah, but how do you, re- how do you what? represent blindness? That's a good question. I mean, I think the obvious answer is Kate. Sunglasses. Sunglasses. Some sunglasses on her Single head. AirPod. <laughs> White stick. Cane, um, a dog, potentially. I mean, come on, Barbie guide dog? That's got to be a thing. Come and on. And then it'll be all, oh, this is so stereotypical. How dare they? Well, you can't win. Well, what's stereotypical about that? I mean, it's, is that Not everyone uses a guide dog. Not everyone uses a cane. They can't win. Um, no, they can't win. Actually, but no, that would represent blindness, though. I mean, it really would. It I mean, would. Otherwise, how would you, right? Because you, you can't. It's a... Um, One eye closed. I mean, <laughs> doesn't make sense. That's me. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Honestly, I don't know. But no, that is really nice to know, though, right? That, that there is representation for. I love that because you know what it's like when you're a child. Yeah, you, it's, you feel isolated and sort of you know, and to, to see yourself sort of represented in that way, I think that's amazing. Especially the range, right? It's not just mm. a wheelchair. You got so many different um, uh, disabilities covered there. I mean. Well, you know, the ramp is in the package. It's kind of cool, right? Because it, I think it, what it says is that they thought this through rather than just it, it doesn't. It doesn't sound as if. And please, I'm not a Barbie doll collector or fan, so I have no idea. But I, my wife tells me this. You know, when I ask her about you know when she was a kid having Barbies and all the rest, you know, I said, you know, did you feel that any of that was tokenistic? But it wasn't really around then. It was just Blonde Barbie and, you know, a couple of others, but that was kind of it, I guess. It wasn't really that much in terms of, of showcasing. But what I worry about is that, you know, is it tokenistic? It doesn't sound like it is. It sounds like they've given it this some serious thought. Well, I mean, there's always it's always been a little problematic with the whole, you know, representation of a of, of a woman or of a young woman in that case anyway. I mean, different body shapes, you know, different skin mm. colours and things like that. So, um, I, you know, it's being addressed in the form of disability. So, uh, yeah. Which is I don't unusual. Know. It is. Getting yeah, a, get a seat at the table is often the challenge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, more emails to come. Loads more comments, including one from Janine on her pink toolbox. Oh, <laughs> I think this is because I was talking about my toolbox the other day, of which, by the way, it's a complete calamity. Oh, yeah, you've got one. That's right. right. Well, you don't. Sarah's got one. She's the man of the house. Yes. Woman of the house. Come on. Come on, Sean. It's 2023. For God's sake. The person of the house, Stephen Scott. (sighs) Oh, it's a minefield. This is Double Tap from AMI-audio. Email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call us, 877-803-4567. And find us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And now on Mastodon at Double Tap. 
OK, let's get back to some of your feedback. And Tracy has been in touch. Hi, Stephen and Sean. I'll try and make this as brief as I can. Just a few comments, if that's OK. I have the Blind Shell Classic 2. I think it's a great little phone for the price. It's one of the cheaper phones that I've had that can do everything I want it to. Although it's not a smartphone, you can do a lot of things through the internet browser. Uh, so banking, for instance, that you were mentioning, you can do through the internet browser. You just log into your bank, just like you would if it was on a web page. It's mm. easy to navigate. Well, mine is anyway. And that's how I do my banking. I think it's great. Um I also wanted to mention the Smart Vision 2 that I had. Now, the Smart Vision 3, I haven't listened to that episode yet, but um, if it's as good as the Smart Vision 2 was for me, because it had physical buttons, um, it'll be a good little phone. The only thing I would say is the price is still up there, or it was when I brought the Smart Vision 2, and also um, it was a bit slow. Um, the other comment I just wanted to make was I love hearing all these stories about, let's be honest, the stupid things sighted people say. <laughs> I've had the nurses that take you into the room to read the letters. I've also had people <laughs> ask for my driver's licence for ID. Yes. Clearly seeing that I'm blind. Mm. I just laugh at them and make a joke of it because at the end of the day, what else can you do? Um, I do get frustrated though because really, are they that stupid? Um, <laughs> sorry. So anyway, um, like listening to your show, like all the different topics that you bring up. I know it's supposed to be a tech show and I know half the time it's not about tech, but I think it's great. So thanks very much. Bye for now. Oh, thank you, Tracy. That means a lot. And uh, yeah, I know we, we do try and keep on topic. Mr. F is uh, always telling us to keep on topic. I mean, we don't listen to him, obviously. No, uh, obviously know. not. Doesn't no. even give us a holiday, you know, so pff, yeah. why would you want to listen to him? <laughs> that was an amazing audio, by the way. Well, that was great quality. Well, that was recorded on. If it, maybe it was the blind shell. That sounded fantastic. Um, you're playing with the smart vision at the mm. minute, aren't you? Yeah, I don't want to say too much at the moment, but I can... I know, uh, but, I know. Okay, well, what do you want to know? No, I'm just saying, you're you're intrigued by this. And again, from you, I'm, I'm quite surprised. Because, uh, you know... Because we've, it's we've Android. Got, well, <laughs> that's the main reason, because it's Android. And because it's not, um, you know, it's not your mainstream phone. Let's be honest, this is more in the specialised um, category. And yet... You you seem to be gravitating towards this more specialised devices lately. Um, well, look, I'll, I'll say this: you're right about the specialist um, sort of side of it for from the app perspective, because there's a number of apps they've put on there. So this phone is designed for visually impaired people, and the apps that are on it are uh, very much something which you know a lot of visually impaired people would benefit from: colour mm -hmm. detector, banknote recognizer, all that kind of stuff is already on there and preloaded for you. Um, it's also using its own Capsus launcher, it, it would appear to me anyway, to be able to uh, navigate the apps. So all of the applications are available in a list right off the bat. You don't have to go to a list. You don't have to navigate icons or stupid widgets or any yeah. of that nonsense. It is just the time and the date. Uh, that is the only widget you've got on the screen. And then below that, you have your applications, you've got your calls, you've got your messages, and you've got other options there as well. And I guess very you can customise that. Yeah, it's very simple, but actually... What I love about it is its simplicity, but yet it is still part of the the everyday experience that everybody else has. It's just a different way into this. It's yeah. not something which is walled off from everything else. So you're still going to use the same apps. You're still going to go to the same websites if you want to browse that way on Chrome or whatever. You can do all that on this device. In terms of speed, now, this is something I've been getting a lot of comment on, people saying the Smart Vision 2 was not a very fast device, and some people didn't like it for that reason. Um, I need to do more testing. That's why I don't want to say too much at the moment, because I feel it's... it's I'm going to say it, aren't I? But, you know, it feels like it's a little <laughs> bit sluggish at the moment, but I have to be honest, I think that's more to do with the fact that I haven't really got into the speed settings for the voice. I haven't mucked around with that that's yet. Right. 
If I get yeah. eloquence on there, this thing's going to fly, right? So, you know. Um, that, but this, again, that's the thing. This can be as techy as you want or as geeky as you want or as simple as you want. Yeah. I kind of like the best, that. The best of both worlds. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, as, as we've gone more and more screenless in our journeys, Stephen Scott, together. Um, <sighs> no it's surprising. Well, let's be honest. You wouldn't have thought about this a year ago. Would have touched it. Wouldn't have touched it. Exactly no. right. You wouldn't, wouldn't even have thought about it. And we'd never really put specialist tech down. The main problem I have and still have in a lot of cases with specialist tech is the price point. I just feel it's out of reach for most of us. But, you know, with, with things like this, the, the Blind Shell Classic is much more reasonable. And it just shows that actually those adjustments that are made for us with visual impairments, it does make an impact. It does make a difference. And it does sort of, we gravitate towards it. Yeah, I don't know. My thing is uh, with this, in particular with the keyboard, it's, it feels a little bit generational to me. I, coming from a generation of phones with the 1 to 9, the T9 keypad, as they call it, yes. where you've got the buttons 1 to 9, you've got the hash, you've got the star, you've got you know, whatever it is, that is natural to me. That That's fine. I grew up with that. I would text on that. You know, I was one of those people who would sit tapping away on my keys all day long with text. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. I, well, I'm known for it. I think you know that. Um, so this is fine for me. This is totally normal. I don't know about today's generations. Do they use this kind of stuff? Do they understand this? No, I don't. I, I've heard you type on the T9 and you are pretty quick, um, at least as fast as you are on a on-screen touchscreen yeah. keyboard. Yeah, um, Easily on a par, if not faster. Whereas I'm not. I mean, I'm older than you, but I never really used the T9 keyboard for typing like that. When I had a phone, it was all T9 keyboards, which, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, T9 is just the one, two, three, yeah, as you said. Um, uh, and you got I, it. Like, I, so, for example, ABC, if you were typing cat, for example, you would hold, you would press the number two. You've got to do this right. Press it three times to get the C. Uh, yes. You have to keep going if you want a capital C. But you just keep pressing the number two till you get to capital C, and this will read out all oh, the letters as you go. Um, and then if you were say A, you would hit, you would wait for a second. And what I like is there's a little beep that tells you that it's ready for the next insert. Oh, that's cool. And it's quite quick as well. So you hit uh, number two again, that's A, and then you would hit number eight for T. And if you wanted to see an exclamation mark, you would hit number one till you got the oh, exclamation marks, all the punctuations you are an in expert. there. What yeah, a, I mean, but, but I mean, you have to know that, right? But and a lot of people have been using this Revo keyboard. Everyone tells me about. Greg gets in touch about this a lot. Yeah, he'll be using that, and it's great. It's actually really, really nice. And what again I like about this is the fact that it is a specialist device to an extent. But there's really no argument to say that anybody could frankly use this. No, and again, I keep coming back to it's not walled in specialized. I think uh, you mean there it, isn't. There is an argument. Did I get that right? There is no argument. Know. To say, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyone can use this phone. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. And if you want to go further, you can jump out of the you know walled off part and go into mainstream, right? And that's the point for me. Um, if you grow with this and you want to dive further in, you can. That's why. I yeah, like but, well, but again, just to be clear, we're not in a walled garden. You're just within a launcher. Well, it's not a walled garden. I would not, argue not... that the launcher is. I mean, if you're not using the, the default um, home screen of Android or even iOS and you're using something like a synaptic um, interface, a layer over the top, which makes easy access to commonly used apps, I would argue that is um, separate. I, I, well, I, I would disagree yeah, with it uh, only because uh, uh, with synaptic, the calls, the messages, those apps are in that walled garden. So you have that experience within, you know, all these different apps. If you want to leave the walled garden, yeah. you're going out into other apps that aren't that that way. But these are the native apps. Every app is the native app. You're I'll just you that. navigating it with your, and you have the option. You've got the touch screen there. You can do your gestures and swipes if you want. I love that in the settings menu you can disable the touch panel. That I think is fabulous. I've done that actually. I just thought I'm turning the screen off. I don't need it. I'm yep. not going to use touchscreen. And it's just going to be accidental presses that will get in the way of things. I love that you right. can turn that off. Like on every laptop with a trackpad. <laughs> or, a, or one of those touchscreens like a Surface. Yes. Just turn yeah. it off. I don't care. Um, yeah. But no, I, I am so far actually quite impressed. And it is intriguing to me. It is intriguing to me as a device because this might be one of the few times. I'm, I don't want to say this as, as like some kind of exclamation point, you know, like pressing number one a few times to get the exclamation point. Uh, I don't want it to, to come across that way, I, but I do think this is the kind of device 
that if I was getting into the smartphone world today, this is the one I might be interested in. Because mm. I because of the fact that I've got access to all the apps I want, because I've got access in with a touch uh keep with a keypad rather than a touch screen. Obviously, if you wanted to sit and write an email on it, you can connect a Bluetooth keyboard to it. You can connect yep. a Braille display to it. So all those options are open to you. Um so yeah, so far I'm so far impressed. I mean, obviously I'm still figuring out Android, yeah. but equally because it's a simple up and down key and select, there's really not much you can you can't go wrong. Like if you if you didn't know if you didn't know TalkBack at, at all, as I I mean I know it to a degree because it's not that different to iOS and, and VoiceOver. No, it's the same similar gestures at least. Um, but if I was coming to this brand new and thinking, why does this not work? Why does that not work? And how does this work? You know, this is actually really simple because you cannot go wrong with it. You know, you've got an up and down. And when I show you the navigation, when I do the review, I think you'll be quite impressed at what you can do with it. I mean, yeah. even just the, even on the app side, getting to the app you want quickly. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm impressed so far. All right, so but far. we're not going to go into it. We're, we're, we're not definitely not going to talk about it. Whatever we <laughs> no, do, we're not, not going to talk about it. We're doing a terrible job. Of not talking not about talking. it. Thank you, Tracy. And um, yeah, of course, I didn't even think about that. You don't need to wait on the Blind Shell Classic for, let's say, banking, for example. You can just go to the website and do it that way. That's yeah, a that's very true, good yeah. point, if it's accessible, obviously. I also liked your comment about the the let's be honest. I think that should become our thing. We should, <laughs> we should use this as a hashtag or even as a, an email you know, starter. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest. That's what we Driving should do. Driving license. I've had that so many times. <sighs> and it's just, it's so funny, isn't it? The, the amount of help you get sometimes, um, warranted, unwarranted, and it does depend on your mood. I think a lot of it comes down to your mood. If you're having a good day and someone offers to help you across the road, you might say, yeah, why not? Let's cross the road. Yes. Um, and then some days you think, oh, leave me alone, please. <laughs> just enough. Because we're humans. Yeah, Exactly. That's it. It's as simple as that. It I always fascinates me that I still have to say that in 2023, blind people are humans. I, I cannot believe that is still an unknown to people. Well, I don't it know if it's is. unknown. Just no, it is. Very they don't get it. They just don't no. get it. Anyway, the Angela, yes. Angela has been in touch as well on a similar thread. My name's Angela. You guys are too, co- too uh, nice. <laughs> I was listening to your uh, podcast today about... Uh, being uh, dragged around by so-called well-meaning helpers, <laughs> I, I I'm in a wheelchair and I've had that, and I I'm, I'm under no certain terms told them to let go. You guys are too nice to let, put up with it. You should tell them leave me alone. <laughs> I know it's a little abrupt, but Lordy, some people need to be need to be told flat out before they get the eye before they get the picture. We're not, uh, as you put it, we're not furniture, or I should say, uh, Sean said, uh, feel like furniture, but uh, yeah. uh, in no way uh, we deserve it. Alrighty, see you later. My name's Angela. Alrighty, bye bye. Thanks, Angela. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. We're not furniture. We're not parcel. We get treated like that, though, don't we? And that's the problem. Sometimes I like that. Well, again, it's mood. Some days I'm quite happy just to be led somewhere and, and, you know, just told the answer to something. It's just easier, you know. Have you ever lost it? I don't think I've ever raised my voice to anyone. I'm always, I've never got to that point. It's either, no, honestly, I'm fine. Thank you. I don't think I've ever snapped. But you're absolutely right. It does depend on the mood. As simple as that. Sometimes you can just laugh it off. And sometimes, you, uh, I, sometimes I, I may just not acknowledge that person. It just walk off. Um, it does depend on mood. Absolutely right. Um, I think though, from I I I, I can't say I've ever gone, you, you know, quite. You yeah, what was his name? Um, Michael Douglas and falling down. Oh falling. yes, he yeah, haven't yeah. gone falling down. No, I haven't gone well, that. Not far. emotionally. I did get a little bit annoyed, and and when I say a little bit. I probably I didn't shout, but I certainly did raise my voice a little bit to say, "Oh, wait a minute!" When someone I was going on a cruise, my wife and I were going on a cruise a few years, but good few years by now, and. We were walking down the gangway, I guess, towards the, the cruise ship, and you kind of back and forward and back and forward as you're kind of going down the levels to get to the, the door of the ship. And the guy grabbed my cane and almost led me with it. He was leading me by the oh, cane. That was nice of him. So he's like pointing the cane, and I, and I had to sort of stop and go, whoa, hang on. <laughs> this is not okay behavior. Yeah. Because th- th- this is... 
this is my navigation aid. If there was a step in front of me, I'm I'm falling off it right now, and that's my holiday screwed, and yep. you're getting sued because that you've done this to me. Uh, and I said, look, you cannot do this. You've got to to think about this. You know, it's like people who just grab someone by you know. I've had friends over the years who are in wheelchairs, and they'll say to me, the most irritating thing is when someone pushes you without being yeah. asked. Well, just like Angela said there, and grabbed. I was just going to pick up that myself. That must be even worse. I mean, it's basically oh. they're just. Bundle, bundling you along, right? You've got that's terrible. What's Stick one on I ever saw? Well, one, well, yeah, absolutely. And what a friend of mine actually had it where, and it's and this is not unique to people in wheelchairs. I am no doubt at all. And Angela, I'm sure you experienced this more than once. People just moving you out the way. You know, yes. so you have people who just yes. shift you a little bit. I'll just put you here. I'll just, <laughs> just move put you, you in the here. corner with the umbrellas. Yeah. <laughs> And you think, wow, you know, would you do that with other people? I mean, yeah, I know you, the equivalent might be walking up to someone and just saying, but, you know, you wouldn't just push someone out of the way. You wouldn't, you'd maybe walk up and maybe put your hands on the side of someone and say, excuse me a sec, I'm just going to pass by. And they would move for you, but you would never yes. physically move Shove someone. Shove them. Yeah, no, and that's, that's right. That's what you have to kind of get into people's heads. Would you do the equivalent to someone who wasn't in a wheelchair, who wasn't blind, who X, Y, Z? And it's the only way to make them think. You've got to kind of put it back into a world they understand. If you, the best advocacy is trying to explain to people in their own world what you're talking about. There's no point trying to explain it from our perspectives because they don't get it. And you know, even if they did get it, we would then have a bunch of blind advocates going around saying, well, you can't get it because you don't know what it's like to be blind. So they never win. Yeah, true. I, I think some of it comes down to this: the awkwardness of people... I've had so many people that just don't talk. You know, the, the whole thing where you know someone's there, but oh, they won't yeah, talk, silence. they won't respond. I don't know if it's an awkwardness of they don't know how to interact with a disabled person, like there's some difference here. But I think that is an issue sometimes. They just act without actually talking to the person. Like, yeah, yeah. hello. We are human. I wish someone had said that. Well done, Stephen. I know. Um, okay, uh, thank you for all these comments. Uh, do keep them coming. Uh, coming back into the, the world of tech, I've been talking a little bit about OpenAI, and we were talking, of course, about the, the story that uh, OpenAI are losing a lot of money. This was a big story in our Double Tap News uh, just at the tail end of uh, last weekend. So uh, Michael got in touch to clarify something that we were talking about. Hey, Double Tappers. I listened to today, Friday's episode of the show, and I wanted to clarify one quick thing about OpenAI. The only free thing they offer is ChatGPT on the web and in their app. Any and all API usage is paid, usually in a pay-as-you-go model. This means that apps like Perplexity and others are having to pay the bill for a certain number of tokens, as OpenAI calls them. Bing and Be My Eyes may be exempt from this model and they may have other arrangements with OpenAI, but that is a lot of inside baseball. Anyway, I thought I'd share that and I hope you all have a great weekend. From Michael. Thank you, Michael. You're absolutely 100% correct. That means twice I've been wrong today. Oh, well, um, yes. Okay, no, you're absolutely right. Maybe we should have dived into this a bit further. The the API is a paid-for service, depending on how many um, tokens, how many requests you need. But the point is, it's so easy. The, the, The gap for getting the free generation of an API key is huge. Um. I'm not sure of the timescale of how long a free generated API key lasts. Someone did mention several months before you need to start paying for it. I actually don't know. But um, I, I would just argue that if, if they are, because you are right, yes, for for a, a large amount of requests and tokens, the API is absolutely paid for. But there just seems to be a huge loophole here where the free API I don't know what the limit is on it, is used so much. And of course, there are free services as well. Like uh, I'm sure Be My Eyes have got free access to the API uh, uh, during the beta, at least I would hope so. Um, So I'm just just saying that if there was a a worry about, you know, bankruptcy, then let's close these APIs. Let's let's, let's, um, close these loopholes. But hey, maybe for the odd personal use of the free API, maybe they're not seeing that as a problem. Maybe that isn't the issue. Yeah, so it's interesting. Since we've been away, I've been playing around with NVDA, as I was telling you yesterday. And one of the ones we were talking about was Ask GPT or Ask Chat GPT. I'm still not sure what it's called. But I did download it last night. I really should check the file name. But 
<laughs> probably there's a way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I downloaded it and I got it set up. And the first thing it did was ask me for an API key. So I went on to the, I thought I would go to chat.openai.com. Turned out that was a mistake because I am paying for chat GPT plus, I guess it is. So I thought I would get an API key through that. But what it suggested I do is I go to platform.openai.com and then you sign in. And from your profile, you can view your API keys and you can, you know, create one and then you can copy it to your app. So I did all that and uh, connected it into the, the NVDA add-on, which is done through the settings. And it's a very, very simple process, uh, really. I mean, even for me, it was pretty simple. I got the key and asked a question. And the question I asked was something like, you know, what's the difference between all the different cherry keyboards that are out there? There's so many different colors. What do they all mean in reality? Hmm. And it didn't have a clue because it said, ah, hang on, this key's not right. Um, something's wrong here. So I went oh. into the website, I checked the account, and it said there was zero balance on my account. And it said free. But I'm thinking, okay, so that must mean oh. it's not going to give me any answers because I'm, I've am i not paid into anything. So I'm, maybe I've had this account for a while, and as a result, you know, that time frame you're talking about, it's actually run out. I've missed my free usage of it maybe it is yeah honestly i don't use it enough to know it used to be a case that i'm sure it, it was a long time before it expired but maybe they've cut down on that already well um yeah that's interesting the end result was i had to pay money so i've, I've put in like 25 dollars into the account i guess it's like a pay-as-you-go <gasps> type thing so stuck 25 dollars in it just to give me some you know I, I don't know what it's going how much of that's going to be eaten so let's just say my questions to that particular nvda <laughs> add-on are very specific very clear and i ask very few of them because i'm paying by the second here oh, uh, so good. yeah hmm. give me your key <laughs> no <laughs> uh but yeah no way uh but anyway uh Thank you again for your emails. Uh, thank you for your comments. Keep them coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. 1877803-4567 is our number. We are back again tomorrow doing it all again. Sean, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.